every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, brought to you today by our friends at The Warehouse. Join The Big Show, that's us, from 2 to 6 at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. We'll be there on Friday. That would be tomorrow. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. You ready for what's going on there, Gordo? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with uh, David and Pat, DJ and PK this morning. Talked about uh, uh, PK's article at KSL.com, which we actually talked to PK about. uh, But uh, chatting about BYU's reputation for not paying coaches. All right, it is time for today's question of the day. Does BYU need to pay the going rate for coaches if it wants to play and compete in big-time football? The easy answer is yes, PK. You like to argue with everything. You want to argue with that? Because the answer is yes. Coaches drive this. When you get the right coach and they got the right staff, you can put together a big run. There are plenty of teams that have uh, switched coaches and they got a great brand name. But if you don't have the right coach and if they don't have the right staff, then you don't win, regardless of your brand name. Well, the answer isn't yes, though. And it won't be yes. So that's why it's a far more complex question to answer than simply yes. Because they're not going to. That's not something that they're going to do. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what is going? To, what is it going to matter? What's the downside? What's the upside? How do you deal with it? Those types of things. Because they've proven. I think you and I were sitting side by side on that Friday night um, Bronco Mendenhall's press conference and when he was announcing he was leaving to go to Virginia and I asked Tom Homo point blank did you bother with any counter offer and they said no he just one word no uh, so uh, you know what is the ramification it's funny you know our website isn't working I normally pump our website but it hasn't been working for three or four weeks so you can't uh, I can't post any of what Jake Hatch posts them, posts them for me. Uh, so you can go to KSL and read it. And I was just looking I also at the put comments. In the newsletter for you, but you know. Okay, you can t- go ahead and say where you can find it on your newsletter. Just search it out. It's on my Twitter feed. It's called Yacht Talk is the newsletter name. Okay. And it's reading some of the comments this morning because you had texted me that we were going to be talking about this yesterday. So mm-hmm. this morning when I got up. Uh, looking through stuff. I feel way more prepared doing the show from home uh, because I have an extra 30 minutes. I still wake up at the same time, but, I mean, I scour everything. So anything that's fresh, I know about it because I got way more time. I don't have to drive in. Uh, But anyway, uh, Kinahan lives in a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome if it were true. I've I've been to where you live. It's not a bubble. It's pretty traditional. (laughs) So... It happens to all teams, PK. Give it up. And I get it because it will go after me because I'm the one who wrote it. And it's easy to go after me rather than your heroes, right? I'm a nobody schlub. I'm the dog when you have the bad day. Go ahead. Kick on me. That's fine. I understand. It happens to all teams, PK. Give it up. Okay. In my research for this, because I just don't 
put things out there. I've got multiple people that I've spoken to on this topic. And we can go back and continuing with the theme of the coaches uh, when Bronco left to go to Virginia. You know, none of those coaches were guaranteed to be retained. But then they found out that a position coach with a couple of years' experience would go from the low ones to nearly 400000 So somebody making $115,000 a yeah. year could suddenly make Four hundred thousand. Close to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they made three fifty and four. Okay. Three fifty. Three seventy. Who among us Mm -hmm. would not switch employers and do the exact same job? Right. If we were offered triple the money, I don't know. Wherever you're listening, whatever your paycheck is, let that sink in. You're making fifty grand teaching at whatever school, and they offer you a hundred and fifty grand. You have to move across the country. Okay. All right, but just want to yeah. make sure we're clear about that. You're not you're not when, moving to a major metropolitan area. When where, do you want me to be there? Right. You're making seventy five. Okay, now you get two twenty five. I mean, whatever the number is, plug it in, triple it. Yeah, uh, where the University of Virginia is is a nice area. I've been nice there. Nice area, yeah. So it's it's not. Well, you got you got to factor in though okay. if you're it's, if you're being offered big money to go to one of the top five or six housing markets in the country, like you can get a big yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to L.A. or San Francisco or New York or Washington D.C., I mean, you can make a significant difference. Yeah. yeah, I got you. We all know that. That makes sense, and I think they do have to factor that in too. Yeah. All right, there you go, DJ and PK this morning talking about uh, PK's article at KSL.com. Uh, I, I think I'm going the opposite way on this one. I think BYU needs to pay his coaches less. <laughs> what do you think that would accomplish? Well, I mean, it would help with the budget. <laughs> okay. In fact, just slash everybody's salary in half right now and, and see what that gets you. No, I know you're being sarcastic. The AD uh, wouldn't have to panhandle on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> save a ton of money. That's it. Half pay. Should just be happier here. You know, it's interesting because uh, when we talked with PK about this, uh, uh, it was on my mind. And so when when I saw, didn't didn't uh, who, who was it who wrote something about the Pac-12 uh, recently and it, its need to uh, pay coaches more in order to get uh, more bang for their buck or, or as far as do better on the f- with the football programs. Uh, they were suggesting that for the Pac-12. So if you can suggest that for the Pac-12, imagine what would be said about BYU. Just, I mean, Kyle Whittingham's making, what, 4.1 or something? But, see, uh, I, I tried to ask PK about this, and maybe maybe you have kind of a more definitive answer. Who Who is BYU's peers? You know, because if you're saying that BYU pays coaches less than UNLV, then, yeah, I think you have a legitimate gripe. But to expect BYU to pay as much as Utah or a P5 team, I, I don't think that's fair. Well, to parrot what PK said when you asked him that, he said that BYU sees itself as a P5 team. Yeah, but they don't generate revenue like a P5 team. They can see themselves however they want. Well... Yeah, I, I guess, and and they do limit things on account of that. They are conservative with how they run that department, but uh, I mean, it just seems like if, if it was a huge priority for BYU to be good at football, I think the owner of that institution has uh, has uh, pockets that are run pretty deep. 
Yeah, but they they very appropriately so in my mind, uh, you know, make a point that they're not taking tithing money to fund the athletic budget. In fact, they keep those things very much separate on purpose. In my understanding, I mean, the, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, that's I, not the only place uh, via or by which that particular owner uh, makes its uh, money. There are all kinds so of... Wait, 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 BYU is also not their only school they own, though, Gordon. Wait, wait uh, I, I'm curious. What are, what are you getting at? I'm not, I'm not following. Uh, I, sometime it would be, I don't know how possible it is, but check out the uh, investment portfolio there. And the business interests. Okay. Well, and regardless I'm, of how the money's generated, I don't think they want to spend church assets on the athletic program. Yeah. Well, that's been the policy in the past not to do so. Which I, I, I find I think that's very appropriate. They won't even build a facility, right, Gordon, unless they have like three month three years in advance worth to pay the maintenance on said building. That's what you always, that's what you always hear that they pay they pay cash for that stuff. But I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't think the church is going to step up and start paying coaches more. Give right. Jeff Grimes a tip I to think, keep him. In fact, you you tell me this isn't isn't it like a hard and fast rule down there that the athletic department has to be in the black? I think so. Uh, I don't know how that's possible this year, but uh, it's yeah. I mean, and yeah, I guess you can call that appropriate. I mean, whoever makes that decision decides that they will distribute those funds accordingly, and the athletic department is is. Uh, is uh, independent in that regard and must come up with ways to uh, to fund itself. Can I ask you and, guys but, a but, question? But, but here's the thing about that is that that the booster uh, committee or whatever group that uh, conjures up funds to, to pay, to be paid to certain coaches, I mean, those pockets are deep. And I think BYU could come up with more money to pay its coaches if the institution allows that. And I have never really gotten that straight answer as to where that threshold is. Well, then the criticisms for BYU paying enough or paying not paying enough, excuse me, shouldn't go at BYU. It should go uh, a, a faceless group of zillionaires who aren't no, not to necessarily go. because that's that's my question. I'm not sure if the if the if, if the limitation is on that side of the ledger or whether it's on the side of the ledger that the school is saying, "Hey, we don't want to pay our football coach three million dollars." See, that's the thing. I don't think it's that simple. I think they have to stay within the budget, and they don't generate revenue. Like uh, an SEC team, they just but, don't. But, but, but yeah, but what you're missing is that this this group of uh, boosters, they are willing to pony up a bunch of money because they have access to that kind of well, thing. Well, criticize them. Don't criticize BYU. Well, no, because that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they they may be willing to do it, but BYU might put limits on what it, they want. What BYU wants its coaches to make. You're saying a hypothetical. Right, Gordon. That, that, I, I, I'm saying I don't know for sure, yeah. but all I know is what they are making, and it's substantially less than what uh, what you see at other major programs. If, and Jake's saying if you can't afford the membership to the country club that the neighbors can't afford, you shouldn't buy the membership right. to the country club. I, I just, you know, if that is true, Gordon, and uh, that uh, BYU is putting a limit on that sort of thing, they would be the first university in modern history to say no to money. Uh, not necessarily because they're not getting the money. The coach is getting the money. So why would they want to limit? 
Because <laughs> they, they want to limit. Because if, they're, they're going to do it anyway. Why? Oh, give them something. But whoa, whoa, whoa that's too much. Come on. Yeah, come I, on. I don't know. I don't come know. On. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, I really wouldn't. Come because on. Because they don't. They don't want to uh, set a precedent where the the salaries for those guys, whoever is paying them, is inflationary, or or deemed somehow out of uh, out of whack. I, again, I don't know. I don't know this for a fact. All I know is that BYU has very wealthy boosters. Come on, faceless zillionaires, step up to the plate. Pay these coaches. What's the well, matter? Well, maybe with they you? want. Maybe they want to. But maybe the school is saying no. We don't want you to do that. <laughs> that's quite the leap. Uh, I don't think it's that far. I don't think that's that big of a leap. So if you the, know the way the, things work down the there. The university would step in, even though they're allowing boosters to compensate their coaches already, which is, is a slippery slope in my opinion, but that the university would step in and say, well, not too much. <laughs> really? I, I, yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and laugh at that if you want, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that's the case. That would that would surprise. That would surprise me. So that's fair enough. Let, let's uh, let's move on to Hanson Scotty. Uh, they were talking about the Nets and their potential this year after the big trade yesterday. I think that the Brooks. I think that the Brooklyn Nets. I still don't think they come out of the East. Um, I don't think they do this year. Um, but I think uh, once you stabilize things a little bit and have a full off season, and you put this uh, COVID thing behind, and you're able to go through normal off season workouts and 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 uh, a full. Uh, training camp, I think they're going to be really close. I mean, it, to me, it feels a lot like what Boston put together with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo and Ray Allen. Oh, the, the championship team. Yeah, not not what Brooklyn did when they added did, did, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Now that's just that's just a little bit before my my memory, my time. Did did that Brooklyn Nets team did it get put together that year and win that year? You mean Boston? Or I mean Boston? Yes, the Celtics. Yeah. It got put together that year, that year, and, won and they that won year. that year. But it was at, it was at draft day. It wasn't in the early part of the season. It, I mean, they had a summer to try to figure things out. So it wasn't in you know December that they put it together. They put it on together on draft night, and went and won that year, and then, and then won the following year. Yeah. Did they return for another year? Uh, they did. They in fact they played for an NBA title, and the Lakers got them. They played in a finals, and I think it went seven games. And then the parts were were moved out. And then and then they you know age caught up to them. Yeah, they tried to recreate in Brooklyn, but those guys are too old at that point. Well, you look at Irving, Durant, and Harding, and all of them are still in the twilight of the career, at least age wise. I, I think even mileage wise on their bodies. I think all three, if all three of them were in the right mental state. And not overly comfortable with money and overly committed and concerned with political issues and disengaged mentally with personal issues or or whatever else has been influencing James Harden to act the way he's acting or Kyrie Irving. If all of them just brought their minds together and recommitted themselves to that same level they had as, as a hungry rookie or a second year guy. Yeah. And put all the money aside, and almost acted like they don't have money, and they got to make money. Then, I think that this team could come out of the East this year. I just think that I think you've got two nightmare individuals on that team right now. I just, 
So you think James? So you think you, Harden? You, you think Harden's a nightmare? I do. Yeah. You, so you think James Harden comes in and and the problems are just gone and? No, no, not at all. Not not immediately. I think it's going to take some time. Like they're not going to come out of the East this year. I think next year they could. And I also think the fact that they are now the villains of the NBA, I think galvanizes that team a little bit too. Like I think there's, I think this is good for the NBA because. When LeBron went down to Miami and was with Dwayne and Chris Bosh, they were the villains of the NBA. Everybody's like, you, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. And everywhere they went, they were they, people rooted against them. And then LeBron went back, to, went back to Cleveland and he kind of became the good guy. It's like when, you know, Hulk Hogan put away the whole NW, NWO. Is that what it was? Uh, New World, New World Order. Order. Yes. Yep. And then he became the good guy again. Well, LeBron's kind of transferred away from from being the villain to being the good guy again. And now you've got this Brooklyn Nets team that they are now the villain of the NBA. And I think that will galvanize this team a little bit because they know everywhere they go now, everybody's going to get their best shot. And everybody's going to want to take them down. And everybody's going to be rooting against them. Everybody wants to fail miserably, wants to see him fail miserably. And uh, I think that you're going to see a pretty fun team come out of it. There you go, Hans and Scotty giving their thoughts on on the Nets. I, I've got a little different thought. I bet it goes well at first. I bet it goes. I bet it goes well at first. We'll see what happens because everybody will be all you know honeymoon period, all smiles and sure I'll take fewer shots and yes I'd be happy to pass and I'm still not going to play any defense, but we'll go along to get along. I, I'm curious after a few months how it goes. Yeah, I, there will be an emphasis. When's Kyrie coming back though? Well, who knows. Yeah, but I, so I, I would assume it's soon. Well, I mean, I, w- I would assume it's soon. I don't. I don't think he's going to do what Stephen A. Smith recommended and retire. I don't think. I that's uh, I, I I kind of agree with what Vegas is saying on this. Uh, and Scotty sounded a little hesitant. He didn't think the Nets were going to be able to put it together this year. But uh, the odds on the Nets winning the East out of Vegas right now are three to two. So then that's the highest in the conference. So either Vegas thinks they're going to win it or they think the people are going to think they're going to win it uh, because that's where it's set right now. And I, I I think there's enough talent on that team to overcome. But I can't read the minds. I, I have no idea. Will James Harden lose the weight, put the effort in, get the focus in gear where it needs to be? Being, being a great NBA team is really, really hard. I don't care how much talent you have. It takes effort and focus and commitment. And whether I can't, it's hard for me to measure that part of it. But if all those guys can play at the peak of their abilities, I think that's a tough out in the East. Uh, and yeah, the, only yeah, team, I... the only team in the NBA with higher odds to win a championship as we speak right now are the Lakers at nine to four. The Nets are second. You don't think the Magic Vegas predicting wizard, uh, his opinion might have been uh, swayed by the onslaught of money that came in right after the trade? <laughs> well, obviously, that's what that's what they're doing. The, the dumb, so that's why I, the dumb betting public said, was swayed by something in the news. What a shock. That's what I, what I said about the money, uh, thinking that the people are going to think a certain way because they want to balance that out. But uh, anyway, uh, the talent is there. Whether they can coordinate it, that's really what it comes down to. And I also have a lot of respect for Steve Nash. I know he's a rookie head coach, but uh, he's a really smart individual who knows 
uh, how to how to motivate people, knows how to treat people, and I I think he's an asset, not any kind of liability. I'm I would take if you gave me coming out of the East the Nets or the field, I'm taking the field. Well, that's that's a fairly steep. <laughs> yeah, I probably would agree with you in that regard. But I can't think of another team right now that I would put ahead of them if they play the way they're capable of. If Milwaukee shows up in the playoffs for a change, I'd probably still have the Bucks ahead of them. Boston's playing really good ball. Philly, I know I'm not a believer in the 76ers, but Joel Embiid's looked really good so far. I, I still like Miami. Yeah, well, Vegas doesn't. Well, what does the Magic Vegas predicting wizard know? <laughs> Exactly. In fact, the ma- what do you call them? The Magic Vegas predicting wizard. Uh-huh. Uh, they are predicting that the Jazz and the Heat, the odds of them winning an N- NBA title are exactly the same, 25 to 1. Probably because nobody bets on either the Jazz or the Heat, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. That's what that uh, tells me. Could be. Yeah, that's kind of how that works. Didn't they used to say that all the time, those great 49er teams back in the day? They always swayed the vote, uh, swayed the odds, because they would they would all head to Reno or place their bets and change everything around because they were all fans. Wait, wait, say that again. The Niners players would go to Reno? Not players, no. Oh. The uh, the fans. The Niners fans would go to yeah. Reno. I see. Yeah, you could drive. I've, I've, I've driven that stretch of highway before. The 603 to the, the 1202 <laughs> onto the 9011er? There is no 1202. <laughs> you don't say, really. I had no I idea. Think not, the numbers don't go that high, I don't think. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wow, I've never never heard this hit from Paul before. This is is great. It was the number one downloaded song from Wings. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the least downloaded song oh. from Wings. <laughs> Number one the other way. I'm sorry. <laughs> no reaction whatsoever from, from our boy I can Gordon. start it over. That's okay. <laughs> no one else can dance like you. All the fuss. There ain't nobody that spies. So this is the the way this works. I've been uh, suggesting Paul McCartney and Austin capitulated. And he capitulated so he could play Paul's worst music of all time. If you can't love McCartney at Spies Like Us, (laughs) you can't love McCartney at Maybe I'm Amazed. (laughs) And you either like McCartney's music or oh, you don't. That's now, a good point. Now, who's that your favorite? Point. Who's your favorite band, Austin? Call. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's go with uh, Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite band? You don't, you don't believe him when he says the ICP? 
I, I have no idea. I, I don't know what Austin really loves. But if if I, whoever it is, they have to have some dogs mixed in. They have to. It just happens. What so. if I said it was the Beatles? I know it's not that. But what if it was? Do they have dogs mixed in? A lot of them. Yeah, yeah. There's some. I mean. All right. Yeah. We don't need to get down. Revolution <laughs> number nine. Have you heard that song? Sadly. That was, that was the dog of dogs. <laughs> the worst song ever composed. I, and that's why I hate the Beatles. Just for that song. You can't song. do that yeah. and be the greatest of I all agree. time. I agree. I concur. Yeah, why? you're gonna have did, some. You're gonna have you some misses, me? but you can't miss that badly. Did Michael oh, Jordan airball on. a free throw? No, never. Not one time. You can't be the goat Man, and yeah, airball I, a free see, throw. I couldn't disagree with you more as far as creativity goes, because in order to be great with your creativity, you have to reach into dimensions that uh, that may not always pan out. I thought creativity was all about objectivity. What? Or subjectivity? Excuse me. What you find creative and good, I don't necessarily have to. No, I know. But I'm not defining it for you. I'm just saying those who reach for it sometimes are going to go into dark realms. And the Beatles reached a lot. Yeah, they went into a lot of dark realms. <laughs> yeah, they, do, do you want to put this to a vote to our listeners? Not really. And, and put it, that will, prove, put that the, will not yeah, change can, my opinion Can we put all. this to bed once and for all? That you guys are wrong about You this. can't change my subjectivity no matter how many people vote right. to change my subjectivity. All you're really yeah, but proving you do, is that you we're do. not going with the crowd. Right. You might not agree with it, but you need to you need to accept the fact that so many people think it's great. And hence, I think and it's a, overrated. Yeah. And acknowledge that. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's uh, It's actually a compliment from me. I'm saying I understand that a lot of people ha- have the Beatles up on this greatness pedestal. I find them not that, so therefore they're overrated, in my opinion. Okay. All right. And that's fine as long as you say it that way. But uh, if, if you, I mean, you guys are constantly. You're the one saying, that said they had dogs. Well, I mean, every every musician does. I'm just yeah, not. That's, t- that's I'm not the into the Beatles are worse than Limp Bizkit. I'm just not into the group think thing. You know, like just because sure. every, like the majority of people's opinion is one thing doesn't make it a fact. Yeah, yeah, that maybe, sounds like maybe, Gordon. Maybe he had to live through it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Gordon's yeah. a real group thinker, aren't you, you guys? Gordon? I lived you, through in sync, and I'm not really uh, out here uh, saying that they're the greatest of all time. Take your logic. Sometimes it's just <laughs> it's just dissipates <laughs> into thin air. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Jake Jake's response is: I've had liver and onions, and I don't think it's the greatest ever. <laughs> Uh, I but I can't believe you didn't like Spies Like Us. That yeah, was a right. great movie. You didn't like that song, though? I, 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 There are other songs that McCartney has done that I thought were fantastic. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't like every song. <laughs> Brilliant. Can you do me a favor and play, me, play like uh, Uncle Albert or Silly Little Love Song, something <laughs> like that? <laughs> Maybe it's a long show. It's a long show. Or do me a it favor. Got play, time, uh, it sure play, did. play, play, let it be. I am because not a jukebox. That, that was that was a McCartney creation. Call up the the, the arrow and let them play it for you. <laughs> well, you're you're playing McCartney music. Get John Sawyer on the horn. What's Sue Kelly up to? That's Sue that, Kelly. Oh, I love those people. They're terrific. They like that. Uh, music. Anyway.
That's just ooh, it's ooh, just what do you do? All you, all you, all you Beatles fans out there, I, I, I do what I can. I mean, I do what I can with what I'm stuck with. <laughs> oh. All right, good talk, Russ. Good talk. We've got uh, Austin's list coming up at three fifty. Stay tuned for that. Gordon's got. Us, a, Gordon has me fired before. Gordon's then. got a, a market update uh, coming up for us as well. So stay tuned. Do you think Gordon didn't have you fired? No, I don't think, <laughs> I've pushed the buttons pretty well this segment. He's not that spiteful. He's just a little, uh, a little spiteful. Yeah, remember what uh, you told me yesterday, Gordon? Anger is what for the week or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> that was for my wife. And now that you brought it up, I'm going to read it again. No, please. No, that's not necessary. I'll do anything. No, that's all right. Uh, we've got market uh, update coming up next. It is the. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You need no, to hear we this. don't need to hear it. You, you do. I mean, now that we have uh, poisoned our listeners, they need they need a, a happy thought. Something to make Here. them throw up that poison. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some ipecac. <laughs> All right, I, 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 here, let me just go ahead. Let me do it. Whoops, I pushed the wrong button. Sorry about that. Whoops, I liked, I just liked. <laughs> Hold on. I got this new contraption of a phone, and uh, it's kind of tricky. Those jitterbugs, those big buttons, they get you. Okay, here it is. Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. That's Mark Twain. Well said, Mark. As much of what you said were. And then she adds, all feelings are valid and all emotions are information. Anger is a particularly useful emotion, usually piggybacked onto another that gives us information around what we really care about. If not managed or used in a healthy way, it can slow progress, ruin relationships. Anger is a cue. When anger cues us, it is a physiological call to action and awareness, not the reaction I'm not, are you? we may have habitually turned to. Live and learn, man. Come on, listen. Well, if the next segment, Austin's List, isn't angry, then where's the value there? You're, <laughs> you're, gonna... you're giving him that lecture heading into his segment about being angry? Today's list brought to you by the Care Bears. <laughs> Well, for, for comedic value, it, I guess it serves a purpose. And, and that's what we and do. When, when Austin does his list, we laugh. You think uh, the Cougs are going to beat the uh, beat St. Mary's tonight, Gordon? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Did you did you hear that know. transition there? I did. There was no transition. <laughs> it was smooth. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so we lost the clutch on well, that one. You know, I, I I just had it up here to get to this segment, so <laughs> thought we'd jump in. Think BYU Twenty five seconds left in the segment. What think, do you think? Uh, BYU sure, fans would sure. be angry if they lost to St. Mary's tonight. Uh, well, if they keep it in the vessel, then it uh, has a more negative effect than it does if it is handled appropriately. But uh, yeah, I think the Cougars win that game. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. It's always good when the, the, these two teams uh, face each other. They're, it's always uh, ex- extraordinarily important based on the weakness of the overall WCC, right? I mean, the, the Cougars play uh, four games a year, in a sense. They play two against Gonzaga, well, you know, depending on the tournament, two against Gonzaga and two against St. Mary's, and 
sometimes one more against each. But in a sense, the, the rest of the conference drags them down, so it makes these games all the more important. Well, this year there's no way anybody's going to beat Gonzaga in that conference, no matter how bad they want it, no matter how you know how wicked the rivalry is. So if it's going to come down between BYU and St. Mary's, then this is this will be a, a fine indicator tonight. I guess it's more about quality wins in my mind. Like you only have so many bites at the apple to beat good teams, and so it just makes these games all so much so much more important. Uh, and by the way, St. Mary's coming in this game is 0-1 in league, but they're 9-3 and overall. So I would guess uh, that that's they'll... That's what BYU is, aren't it? Isn't BYU 9-3? Uh, let's see. BYU's 0-1 in league and 9-3 and overall. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this it's all That's almost always a good game. So we'll see what happens this one. But I, I, Gonzaga's not going to lose this year. Not not in conference and probably not at all. They are They are vastly superior to any college team I've seen this year. Uh, you know, if you look at the overall records of the rest of the, the WCC, I mean, it just kind of tells a sort of story. Santa Clara is okay at seven and two. Um, Loyola's at six and three, but you get, you know, San Francisco's eight and six. Wow, they played a lot of games. Uh, Pacific's three and one. Um, Pepperdine's four and five. Uh, San Diego's one and four. Portland is uh, six and five. So, I mean, you know, you would think coming out of non conference, you'd have a little bit better records than that, but I don't know. Maybe this is the year where the WCC puts out more quality teams, but traditionally it's just been, you know, a three-team race, and that uh, in the rest of the league is so much worse. It just uh, doesn't provide a lot of opportunities for quality wins, which, of course, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee uh, puts a lot of weight on. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird when you were just reading that, the the disparity in number of games played? <laughs> I mean, it's just that's that's the times we're living in. Yeah, San Francisco is playing like every other day, apparently. I, I was looking through a bunch of schedules of teams for a column I wrote. It's at SLTrib.com today. And uh, it's amazing how many games have been lost. It's really not amazing given the circumstances. But, you know, six, seven, five, six, eight games canceled or postponed. It's uh, that's just that's just uh, what college basketball is dealing with. So and everybody else for that matter. Coming up, we'll get to Austin's list. Stay tuned. We've got a market update for you as well. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for another market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Gordon, how those markets do today, buddy? Well, the big ones, the Dow was down uh, 68.95, down to, uh, 0.22%. The NASDAQ was uh, fell 16.31 at 0.12%. And the S&P... Down minus 14.30 at 0.38%. All right, there you go. Your market update brought to you by TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. It is uh, Thursday. That means we uh, throw another name on Austin's list. Our producer Austin has an enemies list. 
someplace you don't want to end up, but uh, yet lots of people do. Austin, who are we putting on the list today? Oh, sorry, I was getting ready to hit the open for it. Oh, yeah. Where, where the guy gives me my, uh, as part of the rest of the crew here on the big show. Oh, I, I apologize because, you know. <laughs> it's we're, not a newsletter. We're, we're no. uh, is still working out uh, this uh, market update We'll do again, it Tuesday. So, uh, we'll, we'll, do it we'll, Tuesday. we'll play the up, up uh, open next Tuesday. All right, where are we going today? We're going to North Yorkshire town. Ooh. Any guesses as to where that is? Yeah, that's in uh, England. Correct. <laughs> it sure is. It's not, that's hence not it's, Germany? Hence it's Yorkshire, <laughs> not Yorkshire. Yes. <laughs> Police in Whitby, North Yorkshire, said the public should not attend a nearby moorland after reports of crowds making the most of record snowfall in the area. Teesside Live reports the Seaside Resorts Force posted on its Facebook site saying, quote, We are receiving reports that people are journeying to Ghostland and the surrounding areas to sledge. That's what? What they, that's what they call sledding okay. there in, Sledge. in the mother country. This is in contravention of the current lockdown and government guidelines around necessary travel and the public should not attend and risk a fine. Harumph, 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 harumph. Of course... Parents on social media then, with the backlash, oh come on, kids have had a proper bad time, now they've been taken out of school and you're warning them against having some socially distanced fun they may not get for another five years, grow up. Another said, sort people out that are staying in second homes and holiday lets, you didn't want to know when I rang and reported them. (laughs) And meanwhile, one parent said, it's hard for everyone, what are we supposed to do, sit at home climbing the walls with the kids cooped up all day before online schooling tomorrow? So, going on the list, is the government there in North Yorkshire for not realizing that sledging is pretty well, you can, you can, you, you're on one sled by yourself going down a hill, outdoors in the freezing cold, you're not, you're not sharing a lot of germs, you're not, uh, you know, uh, sitting shoulder to shoulder on the ski lift. You're going down a sledge, a sled down the hill. Let the kids get their energy out. They can't go to school. They can't go to church. They can't go to their friends' houses. Let them go to the park and sled in the snow. You know, the thing is that, uh, you know, Yorkshire being in, uh, in Broward County, Florida, isn't it? It doesn't snow down there very often. So uh, it's, uh, it would be a treat for the you kids. You have always Googled, haven't you? So you really hate on the government, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let the kids go sled. It's fine. They'll be all right. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, 100% sure. Unless they're licking each other's palms as they're getting on the sledge. Yeah, they're all right. I think I think I'm with you on this, Austin. I think we could let, let kids be kids. Let the kids go go to have a certain a day level, right? On, yeah. the, on the sled hill. That seems reasonable to me. Normally, I would say, okay, if it's an annual thing, then I would say, okay, just sit it out one year. But if it only snows there once every five years, then it would be tempting for a kid to have a little fun. I think if it snows there year-round, you can let kids sled for crying out loud. If we're letting them on the ski lifts here, and rightfully we should be, they can go sled down the hill at the the elementary school. Yeah. They got masks on. They got gloves on. They're in snow suits. It's below freezing. We're fine. We're fine. Just don't cough on each other. Don't spit on each other. Don't touch each other. Go sled. Have a good time. Does the temperature have anything to do with transmission? 
I'm sure it's not helpful. I'm sure it doesn't move as fast. Who knows? They're sledding. Let them sled for crying out loud. This segment brought to you by Doctors Scott and Horton. What? Why are you, are you calling me a doctor? Nope, that, my name that, is Captain Feelgood. Remember, I'm, I'm in favor of <laughs> Captain Goodtime going out and sledding. Oh yeah, Captain Goodtime. <laughs> we forgot about that, Austin. I, I like children. I, I'm for their happiness. Gordon, I All think right. we should weld bars on their houses. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know those. If those, you're not in a spacesuit, you don't leave home. <laughs> you know those uh, those dog collars that uh, that uh, shock the dog when they get to the end of the property. Or the whatever? invisible yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get those on our kids. Oh, is that kind of what they're doing in the NBA now? Shock collars? I don't think wow. so. The easy George Hill. <laughs> I don't <If> think. Anybody... <laughs> George, <laughs> well, brother, I'm a I'm a grown man. So anyway, uh, North Yorkshire uh, government let the kids be kids. Coronavirus, uh, be damned! They can go sled and be fine. Did uh, did the snowfall hurt the orange crop down there? It's not funny. It's you googled other Yorkshires, got it. It's it's, it's not even clever. It's not. I no, it was you know what? Amusing. I have another person for the list. Right. Gordon Monson. <laughs> Gordon Hater. Gordon is well, on it. Do you have something else besides that? Because usually when I fail at the not sports report, I have something to back it up to make it better. Do you want to what open this do? up to an insta poll if I failed or not? Wait, yeah, that's one. That's not true. You don't have some backup when the when the not sports report fails. Oftentimes I have. How how oftentimes it, I have a smorgasbord. How did I Austin mean, fail here? I don't think Austin failed at all. I don't know. It just seemed like that was kind of. I don't know. I wanted something with a little more oomph to it. That's all. Like, uh, all right. Well, could you want to yell at I'll the government? I'll try to care for the the Yorkshire <laughs> government. You want it? You wanted Austin to yell at him or what? <laughs> oh darn! Yeah. Gordon hated that entry on the list. Huh. <laughs> well, right. How will I live? All right, coming up, uh, coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. We've got a little. Uh, <laughs> We've got a little daily assist coming your way. Our friend Sam Amick jumps on the show. Tim Lacombe will be with us five. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.